Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome back to my Master Your Magnetism podcast. I'm here with my good friend and fellow coach, Antia Boyd, again today. She's a love and dating coach for women who helps women magnetize the right man to them, whether they're single and looking to attract their soulmate or whether they're in a relationship. So welcome, Antia. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so delighted to be here, Helena. I always love chatting with you. It's been a while since we've done an interview. In our last one, we were talking about five reasons why men respond to distance when they're not contacting you. I get so many questions from women every day, literally, who are in situations with men who are acting distant or pulling away. And in some cases, the guy is just busy and he's generally a good guy. And it's just about managing your anxiety in those moments when he's not showing up. That was such a popular video. I think it got almost 70,000 views. I'll include a link to it in the show notes when the replay of this posts. But today we actually wanted to talk about the other side of it. We're going to be talking about four types of unavailable men who also pull away and act distant, but these are men that you actually want to avoid at all costs. So we're actually going to be talking about what to do if you find yourself in a situation with one of these types of men and probably how to stop attracting unavailable men in the first place. I know you have so much knowledge in this area and we're broadcasting live on Bullhorn today, by the way. Hi, Demora in the chat. We're so excited to connect with everyone. While we're waiting for some people to join, Auntie, I know you have a brand new total totally free training. Is there anything you want to say about that quickly before we get started? Yeah, I'm really excited for this training because it's really an ancient love secrets that makes any man desire you. And so really excited for that. I have like some key pieces in there that are just brand spanking new content never heard before and also pieces of my own story that you've never heard before but that will really help you to break through this pattern of attracting emotionally unavailable men. Love it. And I believe it's your husband Brody in that video as well, right? A hundred percent. That's why I said it's going to be such a different perspective that you're normally not used to hearing. He's going to actually talk about why I made it to be his wife and not someone else. And I believe he mentioned, I was watching the video myself earlier this week, that he actually didn't even think he wanted to get married (laughs) at first, right? When he first met you. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was more about that he felt a resonance with me, but he wasn't necessarily thinking I met the wife of my dreams, although he did say that I'm the girl of his story. And I love for women to really hear a story because it really shows like this is how secure attached men actually thinks and processes, right? So Mm -hmm. we can talk all day long, Helena, but it's sometimes so helpful to hear the men's perspective. I know Tom sometimes shares things too, right? Um, Absolutely. Where women are like, wow, that's what Helena was doing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And gives just a new insight, a new perspective. Yeah, it's so funny. People are always surprised to hear that Tom, in his what are you looking for section in his online dating profile where we met, it said, not sure yet. He didn't know that he was going to be married a year later after meeting (laughs) me and now have a baby and a cat and home together and everything. That was not necessarily what he thought was going to happen. So yeah, I'm so excited to share this training with everyone in my audience. And I see a good amount of people joining live. A great comment in the chat. So excited to listen and participate in this live podcast. Is there anything you want to say about this topic before we share these four types of unavailable men? Are you ready to just jump right into that first one? Yeah, I may say trigger alert because some of the types of men that I'll describe are easy to be sort of given the benefit of the doubt for and sort of like Mm. being sort of a hall pass, right? And so if you find yourself being triggered, just really ask yourself like, why? Why are you defending this guy? Like he's not where you need him to be. You know what I mean? And so it's more about learning to hold those particular men accountable versus being compassionate. Look, see a lot of women that are ending up with an emotionally unavailable man are more on the side of having a lot of compassion for that man, right? Mm -hmm. But there's no balance actually saying, hey, but also you're the problem solver. Like you're the man. Let's put the big boy pants on. You know what I mean? Let's step with that ring of fire and do something that potentially is uncomfortable. And we're going to talk about that and break out of some codependent patterns. And uh, we'll discuss more about that in those four types. But just a little trigger warning on that one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I was this way myself. Women who are drawn to this work are just so compassionate. They have huge hearts. They have all the love in the world to give, and they tend to give men way, way, way too much benefit of the doubt. We've all been there, right? Especially when they have strong feelings for him, they make excuses for him, they buy into his excuses, and they just kind of end up waiting endlessly for a guy who's really never going to step up. So yeah, this is so important to become aware of. You ready to share number one? Yeah, absolutely. So type number one is the emotionally entangled one. And what I mean by that is if you counter a man and first he just kind of pursues, he was excited, but then he stops pursuing you after a short period of time. And he's like, you know what? I have this toxic ex-wife and I'm still healing from that. They were just like narcissistic, you know, and psychopathic and all these things. And then so Think about like right now, what part is this man speaking into for you as a woman? Usually more like the, you know, of course, poor guy, I'm so sorry you had to go through this, right? Right. Or they want to show him that you're different. You're different than the last woman who broke his heart. You're not going to do that to him. Absolutely. Totally, totally. And I'm like, look, that's not going anywhere, right? Because... For one, he's in a position where it just kind of happened. There is not personal responsibility where he's saying, well, I got myself into this. And how was I so unattuned to not catch the red flags early on in the relationship that somebody was gaslighting me or that somebody was disrespecting me or that somebody was draining my bank account or all these different things. But then what starts to happen is in the relationship, it's almost like the current woman, you may be listening right now, 
you get to pay the debt, the emotional debt for the woman that he was married to before. And unfortunately, that's going to be a long road because, of course, they're going to say, you know, this is going to take years for me to recover from that. I just need some space. I need to just learn to trust again. And interestingly enough, it's going to be at your cost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not going to be at his cost. So what the invitation here is, is actually twofold. For one, you want to ask yourself, okay, so just neutrally seen, like they just looked from a neutral perspective. What kind of man would actually get engaged or involved or married to sort of a psychopath, narcissist, drama, you know, whatever, ice queen? I've heard all the stories. And maybe a man who's emotionally not really that attuned. Or maybe a man has potentially that kind of aspect inside of himself somewhere, but he's not expressing that because he maybe suppresses his anger instead of expressing it. But in some way, shape or form, the world is your mirror and what you attract is who you are. And so in that case, you also get to ask yourself that, oh, interesting, that may give me actually some interesting feedback about this guy. (laughs) And if I Mm. actually want to date this guy. So really important to actually listen to who was this guy married to. Now, another aspect, I'm going to go into in the last type more into that one. But it's also saying, is everybody saying that in this environment that she was sort of a psychopath or a narcissist? Or is he the only one saying that? And is that because he's actually emotionally unavailable and she just started to make more and more requests because she's like, hello, I want your attention. Why are you not giving me attention? Why are you coming home late from work or whatever the case may be? So it's always like, what is he not sharing with you? I mean, it always takes two to tango, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first fault. Do you want to say anything about that? Or I can go into the second. Oh, there's so much I could say about that. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like what you're saying is if they're still emotionally wrapped up in it, if there's still a big emotional charge around it when he's talking about his ex or he can't stop bringing her up over and over, or it was a recent breakup and he's still healing from it. These are all red flags to look for, right? Yep. A hundred percent. And then again, the other part is you get to actually hold him accountable. So that's a little bit more confronting. This goes a little bit also into solution awareness that I promised for every type here is actually saying, so what do I need to break through? Where do I always give men sort of like the benefit of the doubt? Because it's very uncomfortable to actually say, could you have done anything earlier? Or could you have left early? Why didn't you leave earlier? Why didn't Mm -hmm. you trust yourself? Why didn't you do any of these things and just hold them accountable and also hold them accountable to get therapy? Because I guarantee you for every man that you tell me that that's the reason why they're not available right now, I can give you one particular type of man that's exactly the same and is completely emotionally available. Mm-hmm. Let's say this happened a decade or so ago, or even just several years ago, but they've grown from it. They've learned from it. They're open to a different kind of person now. They're not still emotionally engaging with it. It's not that any guy who's had a bad relationship is emotionally unavailable. It's what did they do after yeah. that relationship, right? Yep, that 100% true. Mm-hmm. And you know, the last piece I will say to this whole toxic entanglement Uh, you could call it too, is sort of like the wife or the ex-wife that sort of was sick or financially not stable enough and all of that. So that's the piece where you have to ask yourself, why is he not willing to break through this codependent pattern, right? He clearly has a codependent pattern where he gets to be a savior and a rescuer. And what's so vulnerable for him to do actually work himself, to actually rescue himself, to actually tell his ex-wife, I'm sorry, I can't pay your mortgage anymore. You know, I'm sorry, we got to sell the house. You know what I mean? You can't live in a basement anymore. I mean, it's funny. In those 10 years that I've been doing this work and 4,000 
of at least one-on-one calls I had with women, I hear the stories. They're unbelievable. You would never believe them. I know. know Yeah. The level of codependency that men get themselves into, if it's true. Mm -hmm. Where they're like, well, I can't do it right now because she just had that doctor's bill. I can't do this right now. Be the bad guy. Because why does the woman have to be the one to receive the quote-unquote bad guy, meaning like he's not available, he's not going to call her, he's not going to commit to her, right? Be the bad guy actually to the woman who needs to be held accountable, which is, of course, his ex-wife. Hopefully ex-wife or separated or whatever the case may be. There's also another level of that. But does that make sense? Yeah, it's so true. I hear about it from the woman's side. I was thinking about a family member who you've actually met this person on. You might know who I'm talking about. Who's such a sweet, wonderful person and just tends to get involved with people who just take, take, take and don't prioritize her. And the last guy she was involved with was just kind of obsessed with his ex-wife still. And she would go, well, she cheated on him. This family member would tell me she cheated on him. She was a drug addict. She was an alcoholic, this, that. And it's kind of like, well, the bottom line is is he's still kind of obsessed with her. So I just can't tell you how many women I hear from making excuses for men because they feel bad they're buying into their sob story of their last relationship. When really, in my opinion, you should just not get involved with a man like that anyway. That's been my opinion and experience (laughs) working with so many women. Yep, 100%. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, he has all those defense and protection mechanisms and all the things that, again, you get to be on the receiving end of. And you're like, what? I didn't hurt him. I didn't lie to him. I didn't cheat on him. But yet, I'm the one who's receiving the coldness or the Mm -hmm. inconsistency. So true. We could just talk forever about this first one. I'm loving this information. So good. Are you ready to move into the next one? Right. And that's what I call the kid captive. That's the one that seems to be that the kids are holding him captive. You know Mm. what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, I can't do it because little Johnny has the football game tonight. You know, I can't do it because I have this weekend with the kids and everyone be saying, I'm a mom myself and I know what he's talking about. But I will also show you lots of single parents who still find some time for the object of their desire, so to say. They make it work. And so it's almost like those particular men, they are emotionally unavailable. But what they do is they almost use the kids as a shield. Because it's sort of like a convenient excuse. Like, well, we have the baseball game. And by that time, it's already five. And then if I drive down then to you, it's already going to be seven. And I have to wake up early the next morning. And so being a little bit aware of what does his everyday life look like with the kids? What's the reality of it versus what excuses are coming in? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because again, so many women over the years who ended up with a man who had kids and made it work. And the other piece I want to say about this too, if you look at from a psychological perspective, is that again, the man gets to be also invited to set boundaries as well, to not have the codependent relationship with the kids where they put everything else on hold, but where they also teach the kids like daddy has a life. And I want you guys to have a life too, when you're older. I don't want you to think that you have to sacrifice everything because you're a parent. I love what you said about it's a great sounding excuse, kind of a convenient excuse. But on the other hand, there are so many single parents out there who have remarried, gotten into long-term relationships, blended families. We've just seen that happen over and over and over. I'm thinking about someone else in my life who was dating this guy who had three kids. She loved the fact that he had kids. She had no problem with it, but he would use that as an excuse all the time. Just, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Never even really took her on a real date. But of course she would drive over there and sleep with him 
and <laughs> basically just yeah. give him everything. She's like holding out, hoping that one day he's going to finally actually date her for real. Come to find out now he's in this full on relationship with someone else. So it's just that he wasn't that interested in this woman from the beginning. So a lot of times it sounds great. And you're like, oh, he's such a good father. This is so great. But men who are truly available and interested will make it work with somebody. He was completely happy to make it work with someone else who he was actually interested in. So I just thought that was an important thing to throw in there as well. I've seen that happen a lot. Oh, yeah. I knew a single dad. He had a five-year-old and a 15-year-old, got a nanny, went on dates. Like, it's all possible, Helena. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And thank you for saying that, that sometimes we have to see Oh, he ended up in a relationship. Hmm, interesting, right? Mm -hmm. That's why this episode may feel like a little bit tough love. And if you're listening right now, I don't want you to feel stupid. You know, it's more like, okay, I can change my gears right now. I can look at where am I having codependent patterns inside of myself where I don't see what's really going on. You know what I mean? I'm not compassionate with myself. Because I'm like, I have no problem with you being compassionate with this man. But please be as compassionate to yourself as well. Yes. Like at least balance it, right? And yes. so that, that's where the confrontation may come in that a woman actually realizes, wow, I haven't really been compassionate with myself at all, you know? So true. Yeah. So I think what I hear you saying with this one is, of course, you want someone who's a great parent. If they have children, of course, you want someone who prioritizes their kids, but you don't want to just make excuses for someone who's completely not prioritizing you at all. Because if a man's truly interested and available and open to being in a relationship, he's going to make that happen if he is actually available for that. So you don't want to just be waiting around making excuses for a guy, right? Yep, yep, exactly. 100%. You know, yeah. and at the same time, we talked about this other piece. It's funny, we're holding ourselves accountable, right? We're always saying, wow, what can I change? How can I be different? But again, please do the same towards the man. Hold him as accountable too. You know what I mean? Let's balance yeah. it. Right? So important. Yeah. Are we ready to move on to number three? Yeah. So that is the famous workaholic. Right, oh, like yeah. <laughs> married to his work, a serial entrepreneur. You know, it's funny. I see all those profiles from matchmakers all the time. And so when I see someone who's like in a 50s, never married, no kids, a serial entrepreneur, I'm like, oh, okay, there you go. You have a Mr. Unavailable here, most mm -hmm. likely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I can meet you right now, but then I'm, you know, flying to Dubai on this business trip, but I'll come back in three weeks. Mm -hmm. And we can go on a date then and then I'd fly back out. Uh, I'm not kidding. I literally heard this from a client Absolutely. Like, all, all yeah. the time. And I'm like, what kind of life is this? And so, you know, you got to really ask yourself, what's his name? Uh, he's just not that into you who wrote that book. He said, when men fly somewhere, you got to really think, what are they flying away from? What are they running away from? They're running away from life. They're running away from their feelings. They're running away from intimacy. And look, I hear it from women all the time. You know, women are like, you know, look, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I got that my doctor's degree because uh, that was easier for me than facing my insecurities mm -hmm. and being vulnerable, right? But yeah, I'm shocked that you have an emotionally unavailable man by your side. I had another client who was dating uh, a producer. It was just gone all the time. You know what I mean? Filming all over the world. And, you know, it's always like this, okay, what have you experienced in your childhood? You know, was your dad there or not? Was he workaholic? Was he an entrepreneur? Was working 80-hour weeks or a doctor or a lawyer, you know, sitting in his office until 4 a.m., working on law cases? So a lot of times 
women can find parallels in what they sort of observed. I'm so glad you brought this one up. I didn't know what you were going to be sharing today, by the way. And I (laughs) I haven't really (laughs) talked about this too much before, but it's so true. And that can be a really attractive lifestyle. At first, like I've had a client once who was single and dating. She ended up meeting a great guy really quickly online. She was in her 60s. And one of the men she had initially met was just like you described. I'm flying to Florida. Then I'm going to Germany and Italy and all these places. And she's thought it was kind of exciting. That's an exciting life. Oh, and I'm about to retire. I can travel with him. And you start to fantasize in your head. But the reality is he was never even available to take her out on a single date, but of course wanted to be a text buddy. So she quickly noticed that right away (laughs) because she was my client and we were able to see that. And she moved through him onto a super amazing available guy. And yeah, I really think that these guys with normal nine to five jobs. I don't know if I'd love to hear your thoughts on this Antia. I can sort of see it both ways. I see a lot of male dating coaches out there. Nothing wrong with that, but single male dating coaches. (laughs) I don't even know (laughs) if I should be saying this right now, saying things like, you know, you want a guy who knows his purpose, knows who he is and where he wants to be out there in the world. And that all sounds great. And there's nothing wrong with any of that, but it keeps women chasing this thing. And these same guys say, oh, men need tons of space. They need to be on their purpose first. They need to build their kingdom, create what they want to create. And it sort of creates this fantasy for women where they just kind of wait around for a guy like that, where there's just these guys guys who are also hardworking, very successful, maybe more have a typical job who are so available, so ready to commit. But I think it can be easy to sort of buy into this fantasy that you want this guy who's this big time entrepreneur who's creating all these things. Again, nothing wrong with that if he's available for a relationship. But a lot of these guys that I've seen are not. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one, Antia. I don't know if you actually agree with me on that. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, my husband was obviously on purpose when I met him. And he was also much- available. You guys also got engaged, married pretty quickly, right? After right? meeting. Yeah, so. like all within a year, right? And exactly. my husband, he is totally on purpose. And he did set his boundaries. And he did say, we're not going on a date before 5 p.m., even though I could just, you know, take a longer lunch or whatever, right? So he was very committed to his purpose. But he also said, you know, twice a week, you know, Let's go out, right? And yeah, outside of that, there was not a lot of communication because he was really putting his head down, working on his masculine university back then, was working with men and all the things, right? Um, So very dedicated to his craft. So it's more about the effort, I would say, right? Like you feel like the man is making the effort. So true. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because I just see so many women kind of going after these, I call them like emotionally conscious, unavailable men, (laughs) where they seem very (laughs) emotionally conscious and like spiritual or they're into self-development. Maybe they teach self-development, but clearly avoidant or clearly emotionally unavailable. Anyone looking from the outside objectively could see. So yeah, like in the case of your husband, I know you've been married a long time. You have a beautiful daughter. He was on his purpose. He was creating businesses and all that stuff. But again, yeah, you got married within a year. My husband, it was different field, completely different field, different experience, but also very, very busy. And so he actually made it happen. He said in other episodes I've done with him that the fact that he was so busy actually drove him to put both feet into our relationship to see where it would go. Cause he's like, I'm busy. My time's valuable. I'm not going to just kind of 
text someone randomly. He just does not understand why anyone would just want to text buddy or casually date someone, or he just doesn't get that at all. He's like, I'm busy. I wanted to see whether this was going to work or not, because why waste time, my time or your time if it's not. So plenty of busy guys, no matter what field they're in, whether they have a job or they're entrepreneurs who, if they're interested and available, they will make it happen with you, I think is the bottom line for this one, right? 100%. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you lived about two hours apart from each other. It's about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. An hour. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some men will even use that as an excuse, right? And be like, I'm already done with dinner. And, you know, I mean, until I'm out here and back. And so I felt like every time Tom was making like that extra effort, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And didn't let distance get in the way or anything like that. And so yeah, we spent so much quality time together. We have from the beginning and he's super busy, like one of the busiest people I've ever met, but I've never felt that the relationship suffered because of it. So I think it's just important for people to hear that because a lot of women say, oh, he's so busy. He's got this going on and that. And that's another case where if a guy's really interested, he'll jump into a relationship and commit to someone in a heartbeat, if he's truly available for that. So you just don't want to be waiting around for a guy like that or in any sort of situation that we're talking about here, right? 100%. And you know what? The truth of the matter is if a man is really into you, especially when he's busy, you'll be like such a welcome, fresh breath of air, right? Actually, mm-hmm. you're sort of the highlight of his day if he's genuinely emotionally available. That's why I laughed when you said emotionally conscious, you know, because there's no more embodiment. So there's all just emotions and energy, but it's not grounded in anything. Yeah, they can teach it, they can talk about it, but in their own lives, never really fully commit to someone. I've just seen all kinds of things, but yeah, tend to be very very avoidant, this specific type of person, but it's a sort of seductive thing. People say, oh, I wish all men were like you, you know, these like gurus out there and stuff. uh, Topic for a whole other episode, probably. (laughs) Totally. You know, I just told my client, she's like very successful. She's like a doctor. And she's like, you know, I found this guy on Instagram and, you know, he's really my type. And I'm like, I just want to let you know, I have a lot of friends or big influencers and, you know, what you see is not necessarily what you get. You know what I mean? We still don't know how he's actually falling through. And I mean, I was quote unquote starting to date right before I met Brody, like this, this like life coach and like this great guy on paper. He was like the perfect match for me, Helena. I mean, he was loved sailing and I always wanted to be a sailing coach and it was like a match made in heaven, right? And then when I met him, completely emotionally unavailable. I'm just like completely involved. Like completely, like, there's no receiving. There's no signals. I I don't even know how to describe it. It was so weird. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is so strange. You're nothing like you are on stage. You're nothing Mm -hmm. like you are with people. And so, you know, it's very important to look deeper, right? It's very, very common. I've (laughs) talked about this in like private group coaching things before. I've never actually done an episode on that because I don't know if a lot of people would agree with me. I know there's a lot of women out there who still want that emotionally conscious guy who's on his purpose and all that stuff. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of just regular guys out there who are such amazing partners. (laughs) My husband is one of them. He is not spiritual. He's not into personal development. He's never hired a coach. He's never read a self-help book. The most amazing partner I could ever dream of. The most amazing father just does everything for us. So devoted. So don't write those guys off if they're available and putting an effort, like Auntie has said, right? 100%. And you know what? Like sometimes it's actually the guys who are 
not labeling themselves, right? They're not uh -huh. like saying I'm conscious. They're actually the more conscious ones. They have more qualities that a conscious man would carry, even though they don't call themselves conscious. So true. Yeah. I just want to note, like my husband would be very open to counseling and all that stuff. Very, very open, very interested in what I do and all that stuff. It's not that he doesn't like it or he's not open to it. He's just kind of a happy guy who lives in the real world and like doesn't just never really have, he didn't have a lot of stuff to heal from, you know? So it, there's those kinds of guys out there too. Just be aware of that and be open to that would be my advice for someone who tends to fall for this emotionally conscious, unavailable man. Totally. Totally. 100%. Mm -hmm. So many wonderful available men. Uh, lots of my super successful women end up with like an incredible man who's like has maybe more grounded job sometimes you know but yes. it's just like amazing writes yes. them like cards and brings them flowers and even two years later remembers their all their monthly anniversaries and mm -hmm. about like gems that means a lot that's good guys i've seen it just over and over and over yeah they come to me wanting this certain type of man they end up with this completely other type and they're like thank god <laughs> you opened my <laughs> eyes to this amazing devoted partner kind of guy so yeah gosh we should just do a whole episode on that i think <laughs> so on that one alone right like totally yeah. that's why i only did four types because i'm like we can just talk about any of those types mm -hmm. for a whole episode but the last type is the what I call the no drama mama, right? And those are like sort of the type of men who, where you find yourself in a relationship and as soon as you start to express yourself emotionally or just start to set boundaries, they're just like, I just want peace. Like, why do you have to do this right now, right? And it's sort of like, I just, I just don't want any drama, right? And what they're really saying is, I don't want any emotions. I don't want any requests. I don't want any demands here, right? Everybody's on their own. And I don't want you to make like a big sort of fist about this because I'm not ready to meet that. Mm. I just want to have my quiet. I want to have space. I want to have emptiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want you to kind of fall into line and all is good. But don't make any requests. Yeah, I see a lot of women walking on eggshells around men like that. They're scared that just one wrong move is going to turn him off or set him off or send him out the door completely. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm glad we included that. And I have to say, Helena, the biggest mistake I see those incredible women who have had an emotionally unavailable parent, had a narcissistic parent, had an alcoholic parent, they'd say, oh, well, let me see how I can be like, less drama or would it kind of justify what it actually not that much drama versus next time somebody tells you that you're drama just tell them yes i'm a handful and straighten your crown because why you're not owning that's who you are like you are emotional and you will make requests right and then see what he does you know but don't dim your own light with that and of course depending on who you're dealing with he could silent treatment and of course you have to be prepared for that but at the end of the day you really want to ask yourself what can i justify to myself when i look myself in the mirror helena am i lying to myself am i true to myself you know am i standing up for myself or am i just like okay sure i'm gonna make you dinner i'm not gonna say anything you know i just a woman share with me how she was like buying groceries for the guy's kids and when she questioned that like why she should buy the groceries he punished her with weeks of silent treatment and it's just crazy you know and then mm. she just bought the groceries and so this is the biggest mistake that women can do because he's like it works see she's gonna shut up 
you know, I've heard like mm -hmm. stories where the man just says, just shut up. I'm doing this. Shut up and leave me alone. Right. And so again, big red flag, because at the same time, of course, you don't want to be like drama in that sense, but you have to own the shadow of drama because if you're afraid of drama, then you're naturally going to create it because you resist it. In some way, shape, or form, there's going to be some something that turns into drama, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's subjective. I mean, everybody's called something else drama. Some other people may say, oh, that was a little obstacle, right? And the other person may say, that that was a total dramatic experience. So it really is subjective. And so, because I promise you some tools here, the only way how you can overcome this is you have to overcome your fear of being too big or too loud or too bold and have a positive relationship to that partner inside of you instead of having a negative relationship to it. Helena, you know, I had a narcissistic mom. So she would always say, oh, Anja, do you really have to sing this loud? Do you really have to dance through the room? Do you have to make that much noise? And now I get to actually have this positive relationship to that inner child inside of myself, you know, and say, yes, I do have to be this loud. I Yes, I do want to sing this song right now. Yes, I am dancing through the hallway right now. So it's owning it. But without saying anything more after that, in terms of becoming aggressive or saying, go find less or something like that. You see that on social media all the time. That's a shame mm -hmm. shield. Mm -hmm. That's not authentic embodiment. That's a shame shield. So don't say that afterwards. Just own who you are. And if you're a handful, then own it. Yeah. I did an episode a couple years ago with Rory Ray where she talked about how women are just so afraid to be high maintenance. And she has seen over the many, many, many years that she's been doing this work, decades probably now, that there are so many men who would be thrilled to just have someone and help upkeep them. You're actually not that high maintenance. I think women who are drawn to this work, like I said, tend to be really empathic, really don't want to burden people or inconvenience people. I am totally that way myself. And I think I tend to attract women in my community who are the same way as well. They want to walk on eggshells. They don't want to rock the boat. I found myself the other day, I don't even know if this kind of applies here, but <laughs> we were in the car going to the pediatrician. So I was in the back seat. Um, son was in the car seat and everything, but I was putting his socks and shoes on as we were just kind of late. I was really hot. And I asked, could you turn the air up? It's really hot back here. And my husband did. And then a few minutes later, I'm thinking like, gosh, it's still hot, you know? And I felt myself not wanting to ask again because I'm like, well, maybe he's cold up there. I don't want to be just the tiniest little thing. So I actually said, I'm really noticing right now that I'm still hot. I you know, want the air to be turned up, but I don't want to say that because I don't want to inconvenience you. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. He was like, oh my gosh, just tell me. And he turned it up. And so even when you're with a really great guy who just wants to meet your needs all the time and wants you to be comfortable and happy, I think women who are this way can still not want to make just the simplest little request because yeah. of maybe conditioning from our past. Have you found that as well? Oh, yeah. And that goes back to if you had a narcissistic parent, then you were potentially punished mm -hmm. or belittled for making mm -hmm. any requests, right? Like mm -hmm. who you think you are. Mm -hmm. Or if you had a dismissive, unavailable parent altogether, you ended up feeling embarrassed or inadequate or just completely lost. Yeah. Because you had 
nobody even responding to you, which is even worse than mm -hmm. the, the negative response. That's what we really found in research. Because think about it, what sort of the internal unconscious expectation that keeps playing. I remember my dad would always say, who do you think you are? And for some reason, every time when I had like a longer conversation, even with like a girlfriend or something, and we had to make a request or say that, you know, something wasn't okay and set a boundary, I still heard this voice inside of my head. This like, yeah. I still felt like, what if she jumps into my space and says like, who do you think you are? And it's crazy because that had never been the case. Like nobody had ever done this, right? But it mm -hmm. just feels so real inside of mm -hmm. ourselves. And that's where support, having experts, you know, helping you to rewrite this and having to create a stronger internal reality, then this comes in. That's yeah. where you can't do it yourself. You can't overcome this for sure. I totally agree. So what I'm hearing you say is you're not doing yourself or even the man you're with any favors by shrinking yourself down, trying to fit into this tiny box of what you think is going to be appealing to him. You want to just be yourself, totally authentic, totally comfortable expressing needs, boundaries, desires, and the right guy is going to be drawn right into that. And the wrong people, yes, will fade away, but you actually want that to happen, right? Yep. And you know, sometimes also, and this is not conscious, right? But sometimes also men is sort of testing you, you know, he may be like, is she going to set boundaries or not? And not like that he sets him out that day to say, I'm going to test my girlfriend today. Ha ha ha. It's not like that, right? But just an opportunity will present itself. And somehow he makes a remark that he maybe even didn't mean to make. But later on, it actually turned out that he was sort of testing, are you going to say something? Because you should. Like you should put on your crown, I always say, right? You should be like, hey, hold on. That was like a little interesting what you just said. You know what I mean? Can we just kind of rewind, you know, and mm -hmm. talk about what that meant to you? Because I think that didn't come off right. So true. So you actually want to express what you want to express, whether that be a boundary, something you want, a desire of yours a need that you have and trust that the right person is going to be open to that. If not, he's just not a partner. It's not a partner who's just in his own world, doesn't want you to bother him. Like what kind of partner would that be through all the ups and downs of life? Like you don't want that guy, in my opinion, you know? 100%. You know, when I had like an emotional breakdown or whatever you want to call it within the first couple of weeks of dating my husband, because we all have all weak moments and he happened to have one of the lowest weak moments I've had in years probably and he got to ask himself as an emotionally available man like is that the worst of her or is that her every day and so that's what a man will ask himself a man will not shut you down a man will notice that it may be like a higher emotional response than usual but at the same time there will also be like we all have days like this it's more like how how consistent are they right is this mm -hmm. woman overall emotionally stable yeah so true i know tom says all the time my husband he says that you're so reasonable like you're just a reasonable level-headed person of course i can be emotional i can have bad days i can be totally irritable or totally needy every once in a while but overall he says because i'm so reasonable when he was first getting to know me that any sort of 
request or thing that I needed was like, yeah, of course, no problem. Like you can just go ahead and say what you need to a guy when you're coming from that place. And they will absolutely want to meet that if they're the right man for you and truly available for an actual partnership. I know we could just talk forever with personal stories and client stories. We are actually friends in real life. And so we could just go on and on forever. But I did want to give you a chance to recap these four types of unavailable men and anything else you want to say on this topic. This was such great information. Yeah, so rich, right? So first, we talked about the emotionally entangled man that has some sort of toxic ex-wife or codependent ex-wife and can't break out of this pattern, kind of fails to hold her accountable. And then we talked about the kid captive dad, so to say, you know, who just kind of uses the kids as the shield, as an excuse, you know, and also bringing examples where lots of single dads have figured it out, you know, made it work. And then number three was, of course, the famous workaholic. And then followed by number four, the no drama mama, you know, unavailable guy. And I guess at the end of the day, I think that the biggest piece, like I think I want to drive home. And the reason why I decided to actually break it down into four types is because, you know, sometimes I hear from women, oh no, my partner or my guy, he's actually not emotionally unavailable. It's just like, he's so busy with the kids all the time. So they will not even call it emotionally unavailable. And I'm thinking in my head, Helena, oh, it's a different version of that. Uh-huh. So that's why I decided to actually tease that apart and be like, that's also emotionally unavailable. And that's also emotionally unavailable. You know what I mean? It's just like, it just presents itself differently. It's just a yeah. different strategy that those guys have developed to not make themselves vulnerable, but still get their needs met. Exactly. And these kinds of guys are the ones women get stuck on. And we've all been there because they just seem so great. And they're a great father and they're really busy and they're an entrepreneur. They're on their purpose. Like the excuses can be endless. And meanwhile, just like you said, you're just there waiting. You're sacrificing yourself, wasting all your time. And these things never really turn into full-blown committed relationships where he's fully there for you and prioritizing you from what I've seen. Right. Yeah. No, I've, I've just like never seen it. Right. I've just say never, never. But I think the biggest thing that I would love to leave anyone with today is like just really letting that hope die. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really like the biggest piece of healing that you can do for yourself is actually letting that hope die that a man is going to turn around. Because that's the same pattern that you've been perpetuating since you were a child. You know, if I'm just more considerate to dad, then he's going to turn around, right? Then he'll stop drinking, you know? If I'm just more quiet, then my mom will finally love me, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. finally learning how to just always focus on my mom, then she'll finally love me. And so there's this constant hope that the other person will turn around. And that's the invitation. It's like letting that hope die. Mm -hmm. Letting that hope die. So true. Continue to attract men into your life who, unfortunately, will give you more reason to just have hope that will never get to manifest. Yeah, not the easiest thing to hear, but we've both been doing this for a decade plus. And maybe it's helpful to hear that we've never seen it. We've never heard one of one of these situations completely transforming. And yeah, that's the fastest way to actually attract the right person is letting go of these connections first, these sort of half-hearted connections where it's maybe 50 to 75% of what you want, but that missing 25% is the fact that he's not available. He's not prioritizing you. He's not committing or moving things 
things forward. So yeah, this is such important information to put out there in the world. I believe, I think so many women need this knowledge. I think it should just be taught to every woman everywhere. I don't know why they don't teach us in school. That's the feedback I get from so many women every day. Do you want to talk one more time about this free video training? And I also included a link if people are interested in private coaching. Like I've said in the past, I think there's probably less than five people where I actually recommend them for private coaching. I know I recommend women all the time to you. Antia is absolutely one of the top coaches I recommend. You do so much deep inner work and of course the outer tools to help women and quickly attract the right person or improve their relationship. So yeah, anything you want to say about the free training or private coaching with you or anything like that, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So again, the free training for those of you who jumped on later, it's like really uh, where you learn for the ancient love secret that's actually taught by my husband that makes any man desire you. And I sometimes watch this over and over again because it's like so many pieces in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never knew that my husband perceived me this way or thought about this way. And so you get a true perspective from a man, but also the step-by-step strategy on how to actually attract a man like my husband, you know, because like a lot of women, they always say, well, can we have like a build a Brody workshop? Like, how can I attract a Brody? You know what I mean? I'm sure they tell you all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I attract a Tom? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Does Tom have a, like a, like a, a like twin, a twin? A twin, or, Yeah. <laughs> Like a I brother. Saying, these guys are out there. They are out there. So this is getting the right kind of person in your field, right? And quickly attracting them. Yep, exactly. And so in terms of women who end up actually doing private coaching with me, they're just really ready to break through the internal stories that they have, the internal fears of actually finally setting the boundaries and stepping into their truth, breaking through their fear to rock the boat. And truly finding this internal confidence inside of themselves that they are worthy, no matter if they get the approval of the man or not, you know, and of course, there's a nice side benefit then, of course, when reigns men, quality Mm -hmm. men. So, but that's a particular for a woman who's ready for this transformational work. It's small changes done consistently on a deep level. I love that. I think that's so great. Oh, so much to say about that. So the link to that free video, I don't even think you need to put in your email address or anything, right? You just click the link and it starts playing. I watched it myself. And Mm -hmm. also I include a link to your scheduler. If you're still taking private coaching clients, I know your time is very limited right now, but just in case, if anyone's interested, just directly booking private coaching. Like I said, I am extremely picky with the coaches I recommend. There's just a small handful of them. And Antia is definitely one of them at the top of that list. I refer amazing women from my community to you all the time from private coaching. I love hearing all the success stories. So this was great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say? Any last words of wisdom on this topic before we close out? I think the biggest pieces, and this is what it always comes back to, is really breaking through any patterns that you have developed to f- make other people more important than yourself and really actually step into focusing on yourself. You know, learning to ask yourself self-focused questions, I call them, on just really making yourself a priority. You know, just doing like some exercise, something every day, that just has you focus on yourself. And then, of course, that means breaking through the fear of being selfish and self-absorbed and so on. But absolutely, you can do it. You can attract a man into your life who's absolutely respecting you, who walks his talk, like Alina and I both know, right? 
and you can have the most incredible love relationship of your life. Absolutely. We've just seen it happen over and over. So thank you so much. I love everything you shared. I would love to bring you on again soon. Thanks for everyone listening live. I know we did this at a different day and time. I have a minor injury I'm recovering from. So my schedule got a little messed up this week with doctor's appointments and everything, but definitely getting better. So hopefully I'll resume my normal schedule. I do go live every other week on Bullhorn. If you're listening to the replay of this, I'll include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. If you'd like to join us for my free live broadcasts, you can type your questions into the chat. You can call in, talk to me personally. It's totally free and so much fun. So all the information is in the episode notes. I will include all of that as soon as the replay of this post. So thanks for listening, everyone. And Antia, thank you so much again. I hope we can do this again soon. Looking forward to it. Had so much fun. Thank you, Helena. Bye, everybody. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.